G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you might remember, just a week or so ago, Matt Prater was on the air, really broadcasting live from Cambodia. Now, what an exciting opportunity that was. Matt was in Cambodia as a part of what was happening with the distribution of, you know, those shoebox that so many of us put together for Operation Christmas Child. Well, Cambodia has been one of those nations that have been recipients and children receiving wonderful gifts. Well, Matt Prater has dropped in to just share his heart a bit about Cambodia with us today. Hello, Matt. Welcome back. Socks and bye. <laughs> Was that socks and... Socks and bye. That's how you say hello. And the way you remember it is it's like buy some socks. Buy some socks. <laughs> but it's socks and bye. <laughs> Now, you were there for like 14 days. How much of the language do you get to know? That's about it. (laughs) I learned how to say akun, which is thank you, and uh, cafe, which is coffee, but that's about it. (laughs) Okay. Now, all these boxes, they're already sent ahead of you, Mm -hmm. and uh, you turn up there with the wonderful people from Operation Christmas Child, and uh, there, of course, their association with Samaritan's Purse, uh, all there a part of it, and they've got a whole team there. And you're a part of the distribution. Yeah. Describe how that happens for us. Well, let me tell you, this was life-changing for me. Absolutely love this trip. So I was invited to go as a part of a media team to go and record interviews there and film videos there and do, you know, social media, Facebook Live videos and things. And there was 22 of us that went. So there was uh, two Kiwis. Uh, There was a couple of ladies from uh, Perth and from Esperance in WA uh, there was a bunch from Victoria, a bunch from Coffs Harbour and Grafton, my old stomping ground. I was the only Queenslander. And uh, just an amazing team of uh, – of, uh, there was four men and about 18 ladies, so it was an interesting mix there on the bus. And we would travel around. We actually did four shoebox distributions across the trip. And uh, how it looks is, you know, when we send the shoeboxes over, they send them over in shipping containers – and then they have to sit on the port there, and then they had to get transported to the church that then picks the school or the village that it goes to. And then, so they actually don't do them all just before Christmas, even though it's called Operation Christmas Child. They they do them sporadically throughout the year, whenever the boxes are available to be sent out. So we were the team uh, that was there to, to just do four distributions, and it was just so wonderful, you know. So my my first one, uh, we went out on this remote village on this road that had the biggest potholes I've ever seen in my life. There was water buffalo and cows and and all and dogs everywhere, you know, on the roads and we're out in the middle of nowhere and it took like an hour down this bumpy old road and eventually we come to this little village and you see this beautiful church with a cross on it and the pastor's out there saying, Suck some by, suck some by, welcome you and then we get out and then we had to carry all the shoeboxes in and all the and, and then we walk into the church and there's like two hundred kids sitting there and they're all like, Oh, you know, big brown eyes looking at these big white people and um it was just so uh, amazing. And then what we had to do is uh before we handed out the shoeboxes we did some songs. So we uh, we did My God is So Big from Colin Buchanan, got the, all the kids to do the actions. Then we did heads, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and, you know, yep. uh, and then we um, acted out uh, 
uh, a little Bible story, and you know, and I did a little talk, you know, a little bit of a gospel presentation. And with then, an interpreter, yeah, with, with an, an yep. Yeah. So all of that with with an interpreter, and and that's quite time consuming, you know. Uh, and then we said to the kids, "All right, we're going to hand out the shoe boxes. Don't open it until we say." You can open it. So all the kids, we give them out to all the kids, and they're all sitting there holding them in their hands, and they're all fidgeting around and, you know, excited and giggling. And then all of a sudden we say, one, two, three, and they open them, and the kids, you can hear them all go, yay! And then they, they're pulling out tennis balls and, and frisbees and skipping ropes and singlets and toothbrushes, and, you know, you know and, and they're all looking at each other going, look, they're like, ah, nah, nah. And so, But some kids, they were just peeking inside and closing it again because they didn't want anyone to steal what was in their box. And some kids wouldn't open it all because they were, they were too scared about what was, you know, about anyone taking it. And so we had to encourage those kids, it's okay, you can have a look in there. And, and then we'd teach them how to play with their toys and, and probably goes for about 10 or 15 minutes after they've opened their shoeboxes. And then when we t- tell them they can go, they bolt out as quickly as they can to get home and show their family their shoeboxes. These kids probably never get presents like this. Uh, and then the other cool thing that I found out is they also get a little gospel magazine about Jesus and the Bible uh, called uh, The Greatest Discovery, which they're all reading through as well. And then they do a 10-week course in that church uh, called The Greatest Journey. 10,000 kids in Cambodia did it last year, and 6,000 kids gave their hearts to Jesus all through Operation Christmas Child. How good is that? It's amazing. <laughs> it's why there should be a little label on each one of those boxes, precious cargo inside, mm. because their lives are touched in a special way, mm. not only because you know they've got the little booklet and lots of those kids come to faith in Christ. It's like a little discipleship program that goes uh, to establish them in their faith. But, yeah. but this whole thing that we've often had in our minds, that some of these kids might never have received a gift before in their life, uh, when you describe the way they're opening those gifts like that, uh, did you meet any of those children at all that sort of, you know, these were... This is the first time I've ever got a present like this. Yeah, well, uh, it, it is hard to communicate with the kids, but I did I did interview a few of them and chatted to a few of them, and um, a few stories uh, that f- I've just got to share on the radio. So one story uh, wasn't on this trip, but a previous one. Uh, Rodney Trinidad, who's one of the guys from the Billy Graham Association and Samaritan's Purse, uh, he was over there doing a tour, and uh, you know, with the shoeboxes, you're meant to pack in, you know, about ten items, you know. You know, there's a list of things, a tennis ball, a shirt, a frisbee, all those kind of things, you know. Um, And they normally get checked here in Australia before they go over there so that they know that the boxer's got the right kind of things in there. Uh, But Rodney was there, and all the kids opened the shoeboxes, and there was one girl who opened shoeboxes, and all that was in there was a pair of pink shoes with a flower on them. And he thought, oh, no, I can't believe it. Someone didn't check this box. This is terrible. This girl's only got one thing in there. There should be a lot of things in there. Oh, this is, you know, and he was just devastated and ready to complain to someone. And then he started talking to through the translator, and it turned out this little girl, all she'd asked for was a pair of pink shoes that had a little flower on it. And she was the happiest little girl in the world. It was like, even though it was a mistake, she got exactly what she'd asked for, you know. So that was pretty cool. Another story I heard was, there was a village that had just started a school. Now, a lot of the kids don't go to school. The truancy rate is just terrible for Cambodia. Um, reading and writing and literacy is just terrible, and we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, there was one school uh, that had just started in a village, and for some reason, all the shoeboxes that arrived in that school, uh, uh, at that church to be distributed, only had pencils and exercise books in there and colouring pencils, 
and erasers, and there was nothing else in there. And I remember hearing the story that they thought, well, hang on, this this is terrible. They should they should have toys. They should have th-. But it turned out to be the exact amount of resources needed for that school to start educating the kids in that school. So it's like God goes before us and prepares what should be in those shoeboxes for the right village at the right time at the right place, you know. And uh, that helped that school set up to have all their equipment they needed to teach the kids the basics of, of reading and writing. So it's amazing how God works through these shoeboxes. Uh, what an incredible experience. Matt, stay with us. We'll come back and talk some more in just a few moments because there were some other things that were happening with uh, not only Operation Christmas Child but some of the work of Samaritan's Purse in Cambodia. I want to touch base uh, talking through some of those issues with installing water systems and and uh, some of the things that happen in the classroom just to help those kids get a learning experience. We'll come back and talk some more in just a few moments. Taking the opportunity to drag Matt Prater into the studio, talking through some of the things he's just returned just last week from Cambodia, where he was a part of a team with Operation Christmas Child. And for lots of us who packed those shoeboxes with wonderful toys and uh, special items for children, well, they were the recipients of those while Matt was away in Cambodia. He was there as part of a team that was really showing the best of what can be done uh, through social media and reporting back here on the radio. Uh, You might have even heard Matt on the radio while he was there uh, broadcasting from Cambodia. Matt, there were some other things you were doing as well. Uh, The kids are such a special part of the journey, but uh, you also were involved in installing some biofilter water systems. Hard work? It was the hardest day's work I've ever done in my life, Neil, I can tell you. Like, it's hot over there, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's uh, something that I didn't realise Samaritan's Purse did all these other things. So we know that they do shoeboxes, and we just talked about that, but they also uh, are very passionate about uh, water and hygiene because um, there's no decent sewerage uh, in, in many parts of Cambodia, and most people are sick most of the time because they're washing their hands and they're eating and they're they're bathing in dirty water all the time. So uh, Samaritan's Purse have got this great project with bio-sand water filters. So what we did is we did a bit of concreting, and uh, we uh, had to uh, build these things. We built about 20 of them in one day, and it was in the hot sun, and, and these young, fit Cambodian guys were, <laughs> were helping us do it and putting us to shame. Uh, but uh, what they do is they send these out into communities so that there can be one decent water filter in each little village. And um, sometimes... Uh, these villages, it's the first time they've ever had clean water. I heard one story of a little girl who was two years old who was taken to a local doctor. And the mother said, oh, I'm a little bit concerned about my daughter. She's she's having a tummy problem with her, her bowel movements. And the doctor said, what's the problem? And she said, oh, it was a, a very hard stool. She did a hard poo and it was the first time she'd ever done it. And the doctor said, what? And it turned out she'd had diarrhea for the first two years of her entire life because of the bad water that she'd been um, drinking. And this girl, for the first time, um, had uh, you know what we would call a normal bowel movement. Now, this sounds a bit gross to talk about on the radio, but it's it's a real problem over there. Um, I got I got a tummy bug a couple of times while I was over there, and you know it's not pretty. Um, but let me tell you, when they get clean water. Uh, it affects every part of their life. It affects their health. It affects their energy. It affects their ability to be educated at school. It affects their ability to work. Um, and uh, a massive percentage of people 
are, uh, are always affected by waterborne diseases over there. So it's quite heartbreaking. So this is one thing that they're doing, uh, Samaritan's Purse, putting in these biosand water filters. Uh, they're also very involved. We actually did a hand-washing project. We went to a school. I got to preach the gospel and hand out some gospel tracts to the kids first. And then we taught the kids how to wash their hands, the seven steps to washing your hands about being... Um, you know, full of you know uh, about being hygienic with your, your hands when you when you go to the toilet and everything, uh, and we also were a part of a reading and writing project in a school where they've actually got iPads going into schools teaching kids how to read and write. Now you'd think um, you know that's a waste of an iPad, but let me tell you, uh, the average teacher in Cambodia has sixth grade education. Uh, so you know because you look at the history of the nation and you know the whole Pol Pot regime and the Khmer Rouge. Um, two million out of eight million people were wiped out in the, the late seventies, and anyone with an education was wiped out. So there's there's not many older people, and there's certainly not many older educated people in Cambodia. So all these young teachers are being trained up, and all they've got is a sixth grade uh, education. So they're trying to uh, they're trying to use other tools of uh, education like iPads and apps that teach them how to speak. Uh, their local language and write their local language. And so they're really giving these kids not just a hand up, but a hand up for the future. Well, it's amazing, isn't it? Because sometimes when we think about missionary work, we think about, you know, carrying your Bible yeah. into the jungle and then preaching the gospel and everybody all of a sudden turns to Christ. Mm. But meeting these basic needs is the thing that uh, gives that substance to the message that comes. That, yeah. that there is love that's attached to this message. And so when you're giving gifts to children or putting in uh, bio water systems and yep. uh, resolving some of those issues with uh, with the waterborne diseases and such things. And then even, it's interesting, isn't it, to be talking about putting such high levels of technology yeah. into children's hands. But this is a part of the work of Christian Mission. Absolutely. Uh, let's come back to one of your uh, wonderful passions, and that is preaching, because you got to preach in a church or two while you were there. Oh, I loved it. And uh, it was the, they gave me 24 hours notice, but I was prepared, actually. Are you surprised? Anyway, so so I got to preach at this great little church, about 60 or 70 people. And interestingly, there were a, a number of older men in the church, which I had not seen in any of the churches because I've been over twice before. Uh, so, yeah, there's some great godly men in this little church, and I was able to preach there. I did a bit of a rap there and uh, had a bit of fun with the kids too. And uh, So that was inspiring. And then the other thing at the end of the trip for me is I went and visited another group called the Princess Project, which is part of the C3 Church uh, connection over there. And uh, they've got four churches. Which is two in Sea Nookville and two in Sam Reap. And we actually saw over 100 people come to Christ across that weekend. Uh, we actually went out into one of the local villages. And what we did is, with all these young believers there, we all prayed and worshipped God. And, and then we wrote down from the Lord anything that we felt God tell us to look out for on the day. Some people call it a treasure hunt, but it's just something you know, we just pray and say, God, I'm about to go out and do some evangelism. Um, what, what should I be looking for? You know, And I just during this worship time, I wrote down, um, a lady with a pink motorbike helmet, and I just wrote down the word barrenness. I just felt God give me those two words. So we went out to this village, and um, I uh, did some juggling, and I did my rap, and all these kids came around, and there was like 50 <laughs> kids, and adults kind of came out of nowhere. And then I preached the gospel, and then a whole bunch of kids came out, uh, you know, put their hand up and gave their heart to Christ, and we gave them Bibles, and we actually give them audio Bibles, that's because they, they can't read. So we gave out some audio Bibles. And then as we we're finishing preaching, uh, this lady on a on a motorbike went past with a pink helmet. And so we quickly chased after her and she pulled over and I said to her, look, this is going to sound strange, but I'm from Australia. I'm a pastor and God told me to look out for someone with a pink helmet. Can I talk to you? And she goes, okay. <laughs> and um, she went and explained that she'd had one baby but was, was now barren. And we were able to pray with her. 
give her a Bible, share the gospel with her. And uh, it was just one of those amazing God connections, God incidences I found, you know. So that was inspiring. And, you know, I just was so blessed. So Ben and Sheree McConaughey, my friends over there, I've had them on the radio here before. Uh, they've planted four churches there and they've got this project called the Princess Project, rescuing girls who are at danger of the slave trade and uh, just amazing the work that they're doing there. So if anyone wants to go to Cambodia, uh, they are hungry for the gospel over there. You know, here in Australia, people have a bit of a wall up when it comes to the gospel. Over there, they are hungry for the gospel. And uh, we saw, like I said, over 100 people come to Christ. We did all these uh, wonderful missions with Operation Christmas Child. I should just mention, they're planning to thir- uh, planning to plant 30 churches uh, out of Operation Christmas Child now. And I also met a guy there who is a pastor whose great-grandfather was the first ever Christian in Cambodia in the early 1920s. Wow. Uh, so some amazing uh, interviews I recorded over there. If you do want to check out our videos, uh, we uploaded a whole bunch at facebook.com slash vision radio, and uh, it was just awesome to uh, spend some time over there. You can tell I'm a bit excited, Neil, hey? <laughs> I can. I'm, I'm just thinking, where am I going to get a word in here? But uh, if you can rap and if you can juggle, that's an advantage. <laughs> that's right, yeah. It helps over there. Yeah. Are there videos on the Facebook page there of is. you rapping and juggling? There is, yes. You okay. can search for those there. <laughs> Some people might want to see you preaching the gospel. Others will be interested to watch you rapping and juggling. Matt Prater, just great getting the up the update. And uh, you know, a lot of people getting inspired about going on short-term mission mm-hmm. opportunities and saying, I wonder whether I could do that. But mm-hmm. you know, you're just another example that mm-hmm. you know, you can go and do this. Go there and see what's happening in these other lands, mm-hmm. another different cultural experience. Thanks so much for updating us today on 2020. Akun, thank you. God bless. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.